Thanks for tuning into the Firehouse Chronicles with Matt and Katie Spinks, stumbling our way through the glory since 2008. These are our ongoing episodes of revelations into the simple and blissful gospel of Jesus Christ. You can find us at thefirehouseprojects.com, find more on our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel at You Are Gods on YouTube, or find these podcasts on any of the podcasting platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, etc. We're also on Instagram. Find us all over the internet. We just want to share the joy, the ecstatic bliss of the unconditional love of Jesus and our union with Him. So enjoy the episodes and maybe even consider sharing the link with a friend. Welcome everybody to uh, another episode of the Firehouse Chronicles. And this year I've been doing a lot of conversations. Uh, Among other things you'll find on our podcast, we do our Jubilee online church. We have uh, a lot of different, you know, we're doing shorts now. Um, but uh, we've been trying to do a different conversation almost every week. And uh, so just excited to connect with different gospel friends and just talk about what's going on in our lives and what we're seeing, what we're excited about. And I just know that other people will be blessed by these conversations. So I'm excited this week to have Rachel Cannon with us, which some of you may have been seeing um, in different places around the interwebs like I have too. Uh, Everybody seems to be reposting some of your poetry or uh, just, you know, little snippets. I know you've been on some podcasts, but um, yeah, welcome, uh, Rachel. So glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be with you today, Matt. Yeah. I think you're amazing. Come on, you too. Appreciate you. Um, Yeah, I guess we we really just met like about a year ago in uh, when we came to Alabama. We were with Brandon and Laura and uh excited about what they have going on too it's they're always having cool events if anybody wants to look up the birmingham trinitarian group um but that's where i met uh yeah that's where we met and uh i've just been super encouraged you know just getting to know you a little bit and i wanted to have you on and reading your stuff so yeah well welcome um i don't even know where to start you know i want to talk to you about your books um I want to ask just a little bit of your story, but really anybody that we have on here, we're just like, what, what's in your heart? You know, what were you feeling today? What, what's been going on with you? So there's like 10 general questions all at once, but. <laughs> well, um, you know, first I'll just start off by saying I, we did, we met a year ago. And yeah. um, I remember you came to Birmingham and you did the school of the, of the finished works, right? School of the cross. Yes. And whew, I could feel myself getting so emotional. <laughs> I remember that was the first time Matt, that I had heard the gospel seriously. Wow. Come and on. I was raised in church, you know, <laughs> which <laughs> so is so funny. so funny. I sat on the front row of church um, my whole life. And sometimes I still do. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, when you came to Birmingham, I had just um, found the Mirror Study Bible also. I was having an awakening. I just left my church in Birmingham, which was kind of a painful experience. I lost a few friends. And yeah. um, so when I came to your gathering in Birmingham, thank God for Brandon and Laura Nix for inviting you. Yes. Um, to me, it was even a huge risk for them, if they considered the fact that they may lose a few people um, who might be 
considered to be on their side, so to speak, or do you know what I'm saying? But um, it was definitely an experience. I had just had an awakening um, really to this love language, the mirror language that it is finished, um, that Christ is in us. And so to have somebody like you and your family come and just, man, um, I, I can remember going home that night and I was just amazed. My mind was so blown, but my heart was so like, yes, I, I feel this message. <laughs> come, on, come on. I feel it coming alive in me. And just, um, I still have my notes, you know, of what you spoke that weekend. If I could, if I could take notes, most of the time I was so just, whoa, this is so good. Um, and then I've quoted you several times in my books, you know. Yeah, you even mentioned rainbow in there. I love that. <laughs> I did, man. I will never forget, you know, Friday night, I walk into this um, beautiful place that Brandon and Nick's, Brandon and uh, Laura have. And um, I remember just thinking, oh, man, um, I hope this isn't going to be like what I just came out of. I had that kind of feeling like. Um, yeah. I hope I'm not going to be judged here. I'm really looking for something different because I knew it was out there and I had stalked you a little bit on Facebook and I liked your message and I liked um, who you were associated with, honestly. And so um, coming and then being a little bit nervous, a little bit like I just, I just want to be myself here and then having um, Rainbow tap me on the shoulder I turned around and I'm like, whoa, dude, <laughs> I just had a rainbow tap me on the shoulder <laughs> and her father is preaching about the finished works of Christ. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, she's the message embodied too, for sure. So <laughs> yeah, look into her. Yeah, it and was so, a uh, great experience. So you, you had a, a background in theology though, as well, right? Or like you know you kind of what what's some more of your story too because um yeah it's just you know I, i've been i'm just getting to know you honestly but I, and i know a lot of people have read your stuff online but um and i know there are other podcasts you've been doing recently because there's so much joy coming out of your life I, i'll just say i'm so surprised that that was one of the first times you heard the gospel because you already seemed like a fish in water to be to me like like a like a duck just swimming you know <laughs> like I was yeah crazy. Maybe, you know, a lot of it too was that um, I feel like uh, since I've come into this, I call it just an awakening, really. Yeah. Um, but I've experienced a lot of freedom um, where I felt confined, so to speak, in the church and almost an obligation or a loyalty to stay in the pew. Now, mm. with this message, I have a freedom to explore Christ in everyone. And so I'm not confined to a religion or a denomination. I'm just getting to be love. I'm I'm yeah. being love himself, walking on two feet with two hands and with a smile. Come on, come on. So good. Yeah, it, it just seems so natural. I mean, reading your writings, I would think that you've been, you know, you were probably getting a lot of, I, I mean, I love what Baxter says. He, he's like, when you hear this message, you, it's like, you're like, oh, that's what I always knew but i couldn't quite say it you know or you don't have to argue it with someone when they hear this something inside of them goes that's yes that's yeah. it that was it and then i just ran with it you know between yeah. um your stuff your truth um and then you know learning about what one thing that blew me away matt when you came to speak 
was the, um, you taught about, I think it was subjective versus objective truth, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's one of my favorite topics for sure. Oh man, well, I've taken yours and I've just run with it. And now I'm teaching that in the jails. Come on. I'm teaching that in the jails and telling them, look, this is a, this is an objective truth. There's no question about it. It's constant. There's no variable. Here is the truth and the truth sets you free. And what we've learned, or, you know, some of us, what I learned in the church, I'll just speak for myself. Um, was a lot of the subjective truths subjected to man's opinions or experiences yes. or right. And so what you taught me really set me free. Come on. Oh, don't get me started on that one. That's like my favorite because <laughs> I mean, it really is it's so much of our Christian life. We're talking about, it's like, we're trying to deal with subjective realities or, you know, we're trying to transform our experience, which ends up putting it back on us. Yeah. you know, to do all of these things. If we pray more, if we fast more, if we read our Bible more, if we serve yeah. more, then our life will be good. And it's really just kind of, uh, you know, it's getting the cart before the horse. And, you know, yeah. Jesus is the beautiful horse that pulls all of that into a glorious experience. But if you're always trying to get the cart to run, you know, it's yeah. like, it doesn't go anywhere on its own, you know, and the objective reality of the gospel, what Jesus has already done is what makes Bible study rich and what makes prayer fun, you know, and all that stuff comes to life. But if we, if we don't realize ultimately the finished work is the objective reality, then we're always trying to make reality and it's a lot of work. Yeah. So, yeah I've got, that's, honestly one of my favorite topics ever but yeah it's so transformative. I totally loved it you know I'd never heard it um spoken about like that um and it was so freeing it really was so exciting so tell us a little bit about the jail ministry that you're doing too like so have you done that for a long time or is that something new or well I'm a jailbird you know for 25 years I was in and out of county jail um, all over the city of Birmingham, every county that surrounds the Birmingham area, I was in jail there. And wow. then every city just about that sur- that's in the county, I was I would go to city jail and wait for the county to come pick me up. <laughs> but it was horrible. A- one time, <laughs> one time within a, a 12 hour period, I went to four different jails with the, I got out of one jail. I'd been in a city jail. They took me to the county jail. I bonded out of the county jail only to get arrested like 12 hours later, seriously, to go back to another city jail, to go back to another county jail. So that was not a fun experience. Oh my gosh. But but yeah, so now, um, you know, it it was only eight years ago that I really heard the truth and I felt the love of God for the first time and all my chains were broken. You know, I was um, set free from drug addiction, from homosexuality, from all kinds of stuff in a, in a moment, really. It was one moment that I was set free. And then um, I was so free that I didn't have one single withdrawal from drugs when I got set free. Wow. And then, you know, I just started the process of uh, metanoia, right? My, my mind had to be changed. I couldn't continue to think the way that I was. I couldn't go back to where I was and I knew it. And so I really sat under this ministry Um, a discipleship home called Radical Restoration Ministry. And um, man, this lady just 
uh, she was no joke. You know, she was a 46 time felon and she had been <laughs> in prison. And so she kind of knew what it was like. And so I could wow. relate to her and uh, yeah, she just taught me how to live really free, you know? And so that was eight years ago. And I've been doing jail ministry and prison ministry ever since. That's amazing. I love that you're going right back into the heart of it and bringing liberation and just good news. And <laughs> whenever I see your testimony post, it's just super encouraging. Like, I, I think, you know, obviously, what was it like when, uh, when, when the apostles were writing to one another, they said, uh, hey, by the way, the only thing we want to encourage you is to remember the poor, you know, and then Paul's like, that was the very thing I wanted to do, you know, and I think... <laughs> It's just the heart of the gospel. I was just hearing a quote recently. It's like, don't don't uh, tell people you're Christians. Ask the hurting and the poor in your community who the Christians are, and they'll tell you. And I was like, whoa, come on. Wow, yeah. yeah. It's so true, you know. And then just uh, relaying the message of love. Um, after I got set free, I realized that behavior was not the focus, you know, that really love is, that love has changed all of my behavior, and so um, when I go into the jails, I just, I, I hardly ever talk about behavior. Yeah. You know? I usually talk about Paul a lot because a lot of his letters were written from jail. And so I find a commonality um, with the women there. You know, I find, I want to get to know them. I'm not there just to preach. I'm there for the participation of this beautiful fellowship of love, right? Love and union and uh, oh man, I'm just having so much fun. I can hardly stand it. Yeah, it's such a difference. You know, I did, I've done all various different types of ministries for years, but when you realize you're not bringing God to someone, you know, that, that Abba, Jesus, and Holy Spirit are actually fully there, then we actually have good news that doesn't depend on us. Yeah. And we're just reminding them and, and reminding each other, like, wow, God is here. I, yeah. I just your post about about uh something you were sharing that i think it was something you were sharing in one of the prisons was like something like and correct me if i'm wrong but it was like uh you know it got essentially uh if there's nobody that remembers you on the outside love is on the inside right now with you <laughs> i was like this is it <laughs> Look, I told him that yesterday I had about um, 10 ladies yesterday what? in one of my county jails. And right now, these group of ladies are all, um, they're called administrative segregation or medical segregation. So some of them are in solitary confinement. I don't know why. I don't care why. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what they've done. Come on. And so um, I'm just getting to love on these people who are not in the general population for reasons unbeknownst to me. And, you know, sometimes I can tell a little bit why it might be, um, you know, behavioral issues or maybe some um, mental health even, you know. And so they're in there and I'm getting to love on them. And out of the blue, you know, I always tell them, OK, here's the deal. My name is Rachel and I'm one of us. And I'll show them a picture of my mugshot. I'm uh, like, here's the proof. I'm one of us. And I'm here for this reason alone, because I believe in you and I love you. And on. I'm not trying to convert you. I'm not here to preach. I don't even care if you listen to what I'm saying. If you hear anything today, yeah. know this. I believe in you. And wow. yesterday I realized that, you know, that they call it, if you've ever been in jail before, 
um, <laughs> that, you know, when you're inside, you call the outside world, the outside. Okay. When yeah. you're outside, sometimes you call the inside world, the inside. So I'm like, look, if nobody book, cause a lot of their, um, bridges have been burned, you know, whether it's parents or family or boyfriend, whatever. And so they have no one on the outside. In fact, the outside is not accepting their phone calls, so to speak. No mm -hmm. one on the outside believes in them. So it's really an, a, a metaphor. It's a beautiful picture too, that when no one on the outside believes in you, love, God himself has found a way to send somebody on the inside. And it was me in person that day, but it was really him in person. Do you know what I'm saying? Saying, hey, I'm here and I believe in you and I will always only love you. That's it. That, that is such a breath of fresh air. I mean, I think for anyone to hear, like, and it's just the opposite of religion. There's just so many agendas that we've had, you know, too many times. I mean, even just when we go and talk to a brother and sister, so many times we think we're correcting them or we're bringing them the big revelation. But just to have someone come and say, you know what, I like, I'm one of you, I believe in you, we're the same, we're all included, we all need God, we all need love, and yeah. if you don't listen to me, it's okay, like, right, free ministry is just, I'm so excited, like, yeah. for the future of the church to go in that direction, and, uh, I, you know, funny. I'm learning it myself, so it's like, you are, yeah. Ooh. I had an atheist um, come to the group yesterday. It's funny because, you know, it's advertised as a chapel service. And so um, she openly says, oh, well, um, I'm an atheist. And I was like, cool. Well, right. I'm Rachel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. like um, you can be defined by whatever you want to be. You can call yourself whatever, but inside yeah. of you is love. And, but I thought she's not really an atheist for her to come to a religious service. She just yeah. doesn't. So I'm like, here's the deal. I'm here to remind you who you are because it seems like you may have forgotten. Yes. And Him so come on. <laughs> I, I'm there to remind them who they are. And I'm, I'm so thankful, you know, for people like you and um, the mirror group that I'm a part of and the mirror Bible, even because it's so objective truth. It's so I have them repeat after me. I'm like, say this. I'm employed by God. I'm like, have any of y'all in here ever had a job? <laughs> and some of them are like, no. And I'm yeah. like, let me ask you this. Have you ever had a job with benefits? Mm. And I was like, if you're employed by God, and we all are in our own way, we all are commissioned to do something, love each other, That's be true. a mom, you know, be a daughter. And so I'm like, if you're employed by God, you have the benefits package of a lifetime. It's just how you see things. So yesterday they were like, I said, repeat after me. Um, I have a full benefits package. I've been lavished with every heavenly blessing. I've got a 401k retirement. <laughs> I'm like, has anybody in here ever had a freaking 401k? I haven't. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Forget so, not all benefits, right? It's a... <laughs> all, all the goodies, all the goodies. And oh man, it's just, it's so much fun. So right now I'm going into, uh, this week, I will go into four different county jails and one prison. 
And wow. so that's pretty typical of my, what my week looks like. I'm going into jails and prisons on a weekly basis and then writing a lot. I'm uh, currently, I do have a PhD in theology, but I found out that it was a theology um, that wasn't really objective. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> There's a few of those out there. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but I'm thankful for that, you know, because it gives me, the PhD gives me just a little bit of credibility when it comes to the prison and the jail system. So right now I'm writing a program that will be more on the educational side where I'll be able to teach creative writing and English and a little bit of um, poetry, how to write that will really help the ladies deal or express their frustration or their anger, you know, so it helps to get them to express their feelings and emotion. And for people who have been on drugs for 25 years, um, sometimes that can be really painful or just, they can just have a lot of anger. That is so cool. I love just hearing your heart for the whole person to awaken to love and it, man, just blessings on that. And, uh, yeah, so cool. So good, man. I'd love to hear more about your writings too. Um, you've got, you've got a couple of books out. The newest one is the lambs and lilies. Mm -hmm, Yeah. (laughs) You're, You're kind of a poet in a way, like, what, what's some of the inspiration there? What are you, uh, what, what's causing you to want to write these? Oh, I just love um, the way that Abba speaks. I find it to be very, uh, there's a rhythm to it. There's a cadence, there's a flow to it. It's almost like a, a melody that I can hear in the language. And I love um, beautiful words and yeah. something that sounds good, you know, like, um, there's this one thing that says, um, the only thing I love the most is hearing his voice. Oh, that just gets me, man. I feel it. I feel the only thing I love the most is hearing his voice. He holds my face in nail scarred hands and whispers, enjoy my love. so see there's like a a flow to poetry or prose or lyrical prose um it's beautiful words um there's a little bit of modern english on it but i really go for like the old school stuff i just love these delicious words that i found and um to express you know this love this love man uh, if I start talking about the love, I'll just yeah. go. And yeah. so, um, but to be able to express this love in ways that, um, to me, that doesn't sound Christianese, that yeah. has um, my own authentic cadence, this own authentic vibe that when you read it, I'm not trying to give information. You know, I wrote a book to give information. I wrote a book about the woman of the well, and yeah. that was heavy, rich on theology, verse by verse breakdown and oh let's get to the real message of the woman at the well and um you know i found that um the real message is a life transformed by love come on yeah walking eyes with the with this man of love who would go out of his way who would share a weary moment with a complete stranger so to speak in a hoe if we if you know if what we if what we read sometimes is 
you know, descriptive enough, but um, she, she probably had a background, uh, maybe a little bit like mine, I can relate to her a lot. So, um, but, you know, just to be able to relay the message of love to express it um, in ways that invites the reader, I hope, into it where they can just say, wow, I've never heard this before, but I feel it. I feel like I'm in that space, you know? So cool. Yeah, I, I love it. It's like, you know, your last couple of books have just been kind of these, the musings, as you say, and like poetry. And, and I think that is something that's so often overlooked in the church when we're too serious, you know, we're trying to get all our ducks in a row and we forget it's about life and it's about enjoyment. It's about you know, this whole new world that we've been brought into in Christ is a world of color and sound and like you're saying, rhythm and cadence and poetry. And yeah. so I just reading your posts, like just because even even just the random posts you throw out are like in a kind of a rhythm so many times. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, it is to me. It's all about, you know, this love there. Most mornings, Matt, um, I can hardly get over the fact that I, I'm so loved, man. Yeah. <laughs> I loved out of my gourd. I loved out of my mind. I didn't do anything to deserve it. I tried. Oh, I tried. I tried to get love. You know, I looked for love in every every wrong place, and and to find yeah. that I'm yeah. so loved from the inside out unconditionally. Whoa, the unconditional part to me is just too good to be true, man. <laughs> Dude, yes, yes, it's so good. I know. And I'm so thankful to be connected with some of the different communities that were, you know, just participating in the mirror group and just to, to be popping in there. Um, for those that are listening to this that haven't heard, there's also the mirror word gathering happening down in right near where you live, right in a oh, yeah. Destin, right? Uh, but that's, yeah. uh, and that's March 10 to 12. Like just some of these communities are getting that same reality and it's growing, you know, like, when I pop into the mirror group now, there's like, sometimes there's, you know, there's like pushing a hundred people on this online zoom, you know, and, and uh, they're just drinking this unconditional love. And when every person shares, it's like, oh, I could listen to you for hours, you know, <laughs> just bubbling and overflowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is definitely the message of love. And um, oh, man. It's oozing. It's just oozing out. I just, I love talking about the love. So I'm writing another book. I'm working on another book. And the title of this next book is called The Heart of a Lily. And so obviously there's a double play on it. You know, we, I feel like we are the heart of the lily. He is yeah. the lily of the valley, you know, he is right there with us in the darkest night of our soul. And he's the light in the middle of the darkness, but Oh man, there's, and I'm so excited to write it and it'll, it'll kind of be along the lines as my other ones and just rich in love and language. You know, um, I had a friend of mine and she said, um, I said, what do you think about my book? And she said, I, um, she said, I like something that's more meaty and <laughs> I'm thinking, oh man. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, man. And you know, the the simple truth of the likeness redeemed, the righteousness by faith is the meat that we're all dining on. It is like delicious filet mignon to me. It's the meat 
Um, it's what enables me to distinguish between shadows and types, between what's irrelevant and what's relevant, right? Yes. And I'm just like, oh, this it's a feast of righteousness by faith. Come on. Yeah, and you know, I, I think there is still kind of something that if someone's like excited and overflowing, people think it might not be meaty, you know, they're like, uh, it's the old classic phrase, you're on the mountaintop, but just wait a few years, you'll come down to like, you know, and and I'm, I'm really thankful. I mean, I love theology too. I'm an a, a yeah. armchair theologian, I'd say, but I mean, the, the substance to me is really that the mystical reality if you if you if you don't want to overflow in poetry from time to time you're probably missing the the heart of the gospel you know (laughs) yeah the joy joy is meaty or is c.s lewis this this you know the serious business of heaven is joy so it is and this joy um you know i love how um paul says that it's an inner joy, you know, that is based on our union Come on. with Christ, right? So this joy is joy-based union. Whoa, and mm-hmm. and in one of my books, I say that the whole point of love is union. The Come whole on. point of union is love. And so I tell the ladies in jail, it's obvious to me you're experiencing a contradiction. <laughs> it's so obvious can you see the white cinder block surrounding you can you see the outfit that you're wearing can you see the plastic flip-flops that you have on orange colored it's quite obvious to me that you are experiencing a contradiction but there's someone else who experienced a contradiction too and his name is Paul and he found a way to have joy even in the middle of these um, horrible circumstances and you know why because of this union it was an inner union with Father, Son, and Spirit where we get to actually share in their relationship. And then I'm like, I don't know how. I do not know how this can be, except for by the grace of God that he decided to include us in this. And that's where joy comes from. Because, um, you know, they'll we've all got our programming on how we were supposed to get joy, <laughs> right? Right. Ten steps to better joy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it is a, it's a blast, you know, just getting to love on these ladies. Um, I feel like I tell them, you know, if, if you ever would have told me that the time I served in all these different county jails would actually serve the God-given purpose for my life, I never would have believed you. And then yeah. I, you know, show them my mug shots shot side by side. And I say, you know, this girl in here in the mug shot, and I have a picture of me holding one of my books right next to it. And I say, this girl, me now, was inside of this girl in the mugshot. Yeah. And it, all it took was one person, Matt, whew, one person believed in me. One yeah. lady said, I see you. I see you. Let Come me on. help you uncover yourself. <laughs> you know? Wow. Wow. Yeah, I love it. And, and- I love that you're sharing. It's it's already there. It resident within every single person. He's already there. Mr. Love is already there. And that is the meatiest message to any, any heady theologian. It comes if, back to union. I mean, if, if, you know, yeah. it, that's the drink that satisfies, that's the thing that we're looking for in all of those other 
things is that connection that's deeper than you can even have you know physically it's like that thing that's already within and uh i love that and that that bleeds through and everything that you're writing and everything that i see coming from you it's like you're just overflowing with a union message and already present yeah. love within us message yeah it, yeah it's a yeah. It's fun, you know. Um, I feel free really for the first time in my whole life. And oh. it, your oh. message has really inspired me. Obviously, I got a lot of freedom that weekend um, in Birmingham and then um, through the Mirror Bible. Uh, yeah. And honestly, I, you know, I stopped watching a whole lot of podcasts. I unfollowed a lot of people that I was following. And I realized that before you even gave me the language for it, I realized that I had only heard by sitting, and I'm not, you know, knocking this, but by sitting under one pastor who would tell everybody every Sunday what to what what the interpretation was of what he was saying or reading, I realized I had only heard man's opinion of God my whole life, and I hadn't found God for myself, or I had never heard yeah. God for myself, you know. Come on. And so um, I I used to go to this church in Birmingham and then um, we kind of just had a falling out, I guess you would call it. And so I ended up leaving and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I cried for six months on the couch. I didn't know what I had done wrong, so to speak. Um, everybody who I was talking to, they were like, oh, Rachel, you better get to the root of this. You better search yourself, girl, so this doesn't happen again. Examine yourself. Yeah. Yes, examine your ways, sister. <laughs> you are, whoa, you're gone. She's gone off the deep end. And um, I just remember every time I would get up, you know, I all I had was the mirror Bible. And even that, it had been banned at my last church. So I was scared to buy it at first on Amazon. Then I was like, oh, shucks, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. And so... <laughs> I got it and I just I sat there and read it and just laughed and cried um and I still do yes, yes. it's just one of the only things that I hardly read um but I stopped listening to a lot of teachers that I was following and I just sat there and I would just hear the Lord speak to me in the who the most tender ways so affectionate with me and you know I remember a lot of the painful things that were said at the old church and I would say God that that hurts so bad and yeah. he would say that's not what I said wow. I didn't say that or sometimes he would say that you know some of the reason that it hurts so bad Rachel is because you believed a smidgen of it yeah. and it made it true for you and he was like take sides with me I believe I believe in you Come on. Come on. <laughs> and so it was just a um sweet time of inner healing. I remember I felt so rejected um by this group of people. And um one night the Lord just said so softly, He said, If they don't want you, I do. I always have, and I always will. If they don't want you, I do. And that settled it for me. It was like a, a moment where I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when we begin to hear Christ in us, it's that's uh, the in his voice is just so sweet, tender, affirming, just yeah. filled with power with actual transformational power. Yeah, and I love that too because 
sometimes people hear us sharing so much and it's like, you know, honestly, if you turn off all the podcasts, it's fine. Just go and hear him inside of you. You don't need to, like, you don't need to watch another thing. I actually just told a guy this week who's messaging me on WhatsApp. You know, he's like, I've read all the books and I've gone to all the conferences and I feel exhausted. And I was like, you know what, bro? Like, I just bless you to go and turn it all off and just sit with, with yeah. Papa and, and they're, they're in you, you know? Uh, this is real. You don't need you don't need me to do anything for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. and when it we do, turn off the noise. It was such a sweet time, you know. And then, um, you know, just in hearing his voice, um, I really don't question myself a lot. You know, I found that um, in the religious space, I would question. I had a lot of self doubt. I would hear one thing and then question if I was right or wrong or something. And in this space of love, I don't feel like I question myself so much. I have this inner confidence, this certainty that I'm so loved beyond measure, reason, or any way that I can imagine that I'm in it. We're in this together. And so. Come on. Come on. I love it. Something that I always remember from the shack. Um, where, and I, this may have been the movie or the book. I can't remember. They were both really good. Um but where Sarayu is talking with Mac in the garden and, and says, uh, this is always meant to be a conversation among friends. And uh, that just strikes me. So I just, it comes up so often, like this isn't about trying to enforce some external thing upon you. It's, it's about inviting us into this conversation where we can hear and we can participate. And it's like, it's yeah. so much more life-giving than that courtroom or the classroom or whatever it's like a conversation right. of friends so much glory yeah it's <laughs> it's way better so i have a one more question for you because i i just love you know again reading your musings and the things you're posting and i think anybody that sees like kind of what's happening in her life would say she's kind of a like a mystic you know like a Teresa via or like you know uh, Catherine of Siena or somebody so what would you say, what, what is kind of your like practice of experiencing? Is there anything, you know, that you do or how, how does, how do you experience, you know, God, what happens to you? Um, and really I have no agenda in asking that you can share yeah. whatever you feel, but uh, oftentimes when we're encountering the mystics, we're like, how did they get that thing that they're experiencing? I want that, you know, what would you say to something like that? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think I've always been able to um, visualize the uh, a, another reality, if that's what you want to call it, you know, because the kingdom to me is so much more of a reality, almost at what I'm living right this second. The two are, have become one, if you know what I mean, but one is always more real than the other. Does that make sense? I love and it. So um, I'm sitting here but I'm not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What I'm saying? Because one, there is a greater reality that I live in. Um, so the first time that I had a, a mystical experience or a vision was eight years ago. And if you want to call it my um, salvation experience or something, you know, my awakening, whatever it was that woke me up to love, whatever your language is for it, go for yeah. it. Um, but what happened to me was 
Um, we were in a moment of soaking. You know, I love to soak. Well, guess what? I'm soaked now. I'm soaked. <laughs> I love to soak, but we made it so much of a thing where we were like, let's soak, let's soak, let's soak. And the other yeah. day I thought, dadgummit, I'm soaked. I'm so <laughs> soaked. Um, and so uh, we were in a in a time of soaking for us in the discipleship home I was in. Come on, man. Come on. We're soaked. So uh, we would get up in the morning about 6.30. Every, all the girls, there are about seven of us. Um, we would grab a cup of coffee, get these little blankets and put them on the floor and turn on a little bit of worship music, um, soaking music. And we would just wait for it. <laughs> we Fun. would just wait for it. And we did that every single morning before we read our um, Bibles and journaled. And then we did that at least two or three nights a week. We were addicts, man. We were addicted to the glory of God. We were addicted to, um, back then it was, you know, known as like the hovering presence or the glory or we were addicted. We, we had gotten super addicted to this lovey-dovey, um, these feelings too, you know, the feeling yeah. of being loved, so loved yeah. by God. Um, and then there were times when the ladies would go through um deliverance if that's what you want to call it where they were being set free um and sometimes women would be like oh shoot you know <laughs> so it was crazy man and back then we were opening up the door every five minutes get it out of here whatever it was that came out let's get that sucker out so we yeah. would open some some girl would go over and open up the door and then say get out and shut it you know there's another one though <laughs> So girls were going through um, different things, and but we're all having our own individual in experiences and encounters with love himself, right? And so love is healing our hearts. Well, one morning after I'd been at this house, you know, for about 40 days, um, I had this vision, man, and it changed my whole life. And I pictured myself as a little baby. I was probably about eight months old and um i was being given a bath and so i had shit shampoo on my hair i could see it from an outer but i was experiencing too you know so mm -hmm. i could see what was happening to me but i could feel it and i could also see through my eyes too it was superman it was so yeah. super yeah. and so um when i looked up i was a little baby when i looked up i saw this father figure and it's not as much as I could see the features on his face as I could feel this love, just whoa, loving me, loving me, loving me, whoa. And he was smiling at me and I could just feel that that was my father. And so he got a cup of water and he rinsed the shampoo out of my hair. And then he leaned down and he kissed me right on the forehead and he kissed me on the nose and he kissed me right on the lips. Come on. You don't kiss other people's babies on the lips. You're wow. <laughs> and that changed my whole life. I feel like that was probably the beginning of every one of my mystical experiences. And they've yeah. all been born out of this love. And yeah. um, most of the time, they have to do with love in the beginning, right? Because um, that's what I needed. So um, one morning before I was awake, I was in a dream, but I was kind of awake a little bit. And I saw this big, huge hand come out um, of like the cosmos. And inside the hand was a little baby about that big, about the size of a peanut. And I knew it was me. And wow. the father, the son and the spirit were standing on three sides of this big hand. 
And um, they were looking at each other, wigging out. They were freaking out. And they were like, look at her. Look at her, guys. Look at her. Look what we've made. Look what love has made. We have made a sign and a wonder. She is made in our image. And then the being that I thought was Holy Spirit um, put his face over my face and breathed life into mine. And I woke up and I was like, God made me. I'm made from God. Before I was ever on this earth, I was born of God. And that was eight years ago. So I I was having these wild um, experiences. And then um, to hear about, you know, what's been written now, like how Francois will say, oh, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Yes. yes. I knew you. And I'm like, oh, you did. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, we began in God. Come on. Yeah, Francois emphasizes that all the time. It's so rich, like original innocence, original design. We began in Abba, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. We weren't an afterthought. Yeah. <laughs> but to experience yeah. that, yeah, you know, and and so, you know, so now is it just, you just feel like, and I'll just share a little bit of my story. I mean, yeah. now, yeah, a lot of times it just feels like, I, I, I just spend so much time it, you know growing up and really not necessarily growing up as more like my early christian walk which was kind of my 20s was always felt like i was having to pray to press in right. to you know and yeah. now it's almost it literally just feels like holy spirit presses into me <laughs> like like i'll just be going about my day or just doing anything and then it's it's not like 24 7 but like i'll just feel this wind or this you know this like it's like I was always the initiator before and it just seemed like too much and now you just don't we just we never realized how much God loves prayer because God loves being with us so God will start the prayer instead of us starting the prayer like dear Lord he's like he's like dear Matt hey <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like oh my gosh I love that you know I... how, but how is it for you like now kind of in your your daily walk like with experiencing abba jesus and holy spirit like well you know the the um enjoyment of union everything used to be external for me you know being raised in the church like you're talking about it was a lot of external stuff we do this to get to that um we do this to get to that and now because it's all most of it is internal you know because of union as we enjoy this fellowship enjoying the fellowship of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit on the inside. I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of like what you're talking about. Um, I'm I'm lighter on my feet. Um, I'm not trying to change anybody. So that takes a lot of pressure off for me to enjoy my life. So good. So, you know, I don't feel like it's my job to go and save the world. So all the pressure is off to do that. Now I just get to enjoy being myself. And then doing what I love, come to find out, I love poetry. I love to read poetry. Um, I tried to read a lot of theology. Honestly, um, when I was um, sitting there right after my church, my bad church experience, I read all of uh, Baxter's books. Oh, man, I just, I loved them so much. And some of John Crowder stuff, too. And now I'm just like, oh, I just want to read poetry so much. And I want to read about how language um, came about, you know, why do some people have this beautiful flow of language? 
And then um, that's what I'm good at. So I'm, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I love the most. So I read things that um, are lovey-dovey. If I'm an affectionate person, which I am, I call my little jailbirds, my darlings, my honey buns, you know, my <laughs> loves. And so I want to read um, some of the mystic saints or the poet poetic uh, I don't yeah. know the poetic renderings that have the word sweetness in it. You know, I'm like, oh, anything that has sweetness, I'm gone. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You got to reading, just send me little links, you know, like, or, okay. or post them online every now and then, you know, just like, what, what is Rachel reading here, you know? Uh, I will totally do that because, you know, I'll find stuff that I'm like, I don't know how I, I just recently read this book that is, the language is so beautiful and it's the title of it. Are you ready for this? It's based, on a, it's based on a poet named Edward Taylor. You may have heard of him or not. He was an old school Puritan poet, but he got it. He got most of it. Okay. And wow. so the title of this book is called Gracious Laughter. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about right here. <laughs> and it delves into his language and his understanding, you know, how he could take a biblical truth, a portion of scripture, and then he would like do multiple metaphors to where it was so multidimensional that you read one line and you're like, oh, oh my God, I don't know if I'll come back from that today. And there's, I like reading stuff that one line or one word, and I will be like, I don't think I can come back from that for the rest yeah. of the day. I'll try, but that will, that's seared into my heart and into my mind. And that's what flows <laughs> out of me. I'm reading the stuff about the sweetness of God, the love of God in ways that never has been expressed before in the Bible, right? Come on. So super, super rich. And then to find a language, which is, you know, sometimes the Bible can be definitely multidimensional, but to find a language that is multidimensional because we are multidimensional human beings, right? Just like I said, there's a greater reality that I'm living in sometimes. However, I might be in a two or three realities right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, oftentimes the, the scripture is we've tried to take it so literally that we've missed that like probably, I mean, half of it is poetry in a certain way. And it's so multidimensional, you know, I mean, obviously the song of Solomon is like, Wah, you know, oh, yeah. some oh, of these. and it, it's interesting to how you're talking about poetry, because I think we just do forget so often in, in Christian life and in, in church circles that like, I mean, so much of this is caught rather than taught, you know, and, and poetry carries a, a, an ability to speak beyond just intellect and the Western world is idolized intellect. So if you want to, you know, access the full part of your being, it can't just be all up here. You're like, and I love that's, that's a lot of what you're expressing too, but man, it, you got, yeah, I got to look up that book you're mentioning. It actually reminds me, you may have heard of this guy or not, um, people that have followed some of my stuff from way back. Uh, have you heard of Walter Lanyon? No. He's, a, he's another, he wrote a lot of stuff. And honestly, I give a little disclaimer with him because I think toward his later life, he got more into kind of new age stuff, but probably because the church wasn't ready for him. But yeah. um, 
he wrote a book that one of my favorite books of all time is called The Laughter of God. And it's mostly poetry. It's it's kind of halfway in between. And you probably would know more of how to classify it because it's not exactly poetry, but it's also not like a theological journal. But the first chapter of The Laughter of God is one of the greatest writings I've ever seen by Walter C. Lanyon. It's another oh, little hyperlink for everybody. So yeah. Okay, cool. And hey, I'll um send you the like a picture of the front cover of this book. And cool. um yeah, send me that guy's name because I have I'm not writing it down right this second, but I want I will definitely read he it. He has a few books, yeah. And he was connected um with Norman Grubb, who's another one of our Oh, favorites. I've heard of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Norman's more well known and Landon was just kind of a <laughs> He, well, probably because he was a poet, people didn't take him as seriously, but uh, a yeah. <laughs> lot of glory. Uh, yeah, but man, that's so beautiful, the expression of God in just in language and in, in, in things beyond what we can, you know, our minds. It, it, I mean, poetry is meant to blow our mind. Art is meant to blow our mind and put us, it's like music, you know, you you yeah. just feel something that you can't describe, you know, but uh, yeah. 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 so so good i love it you know and um you know i think when you were in birmingham you were saying how um sometimes the only way to express uh the feeling that you get of being so loved is you have to use terms like intoxication or ecstasy because it's the closest (laughs) thing that we have to describe it and so um one of my friends she uh she's an older lady and she said now rachel um i thought ecstasy was a sex drug (laughs) (laughs) so i kind of had to tell her what i meant by ecstasy (laughs) the the ancient christian tradition of ecstasy come on (laughs) right Uh, so so many words originated in the church like the word bliss you know what i think it was webster's 1898 dictionary the word bliss meant the joy of salvation or the, the something about the experience of salvation so it's literally, and now you see the word bliss everywhere, but it literally had to do with that experience of when you've been set free, which yeah. just belongs to those that know Jesus, you know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You but, know, the same thing happened with the word gay. Yes. Right. You know, yeah, right. Right. Happy and, full means, right <laughs> and cheerful. So um, I've got a friend of mine and she's gay and um, she just makes it a point to tell me how gay she is all the time. Like, that's like, oh, well, remember, I'm gay. And yeah. one day I just about had enough of it, you know. And so I said, oh, really? I said, well, I'm gay, too. I said, in fact, I'm gayer than you are. You are you ain't even happy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you we, know we, what gay means. I'm the gayest person that I know. Yes. We've used that word so many times, too. There's actually a magnet on our fridge that says, sounds gay. I'm in. oh my goodness man yeah Yeah. because i figured you know part of the whole gay thing to me was um this uh division also so every time she said it she was separating us like me and her and i thought well i'm not gonna let that happen there's no separation in the glory you know and so i'm like well I'm just going to unite us again and say, well, if you're gay, I'm gay too then, but you don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So beautiful. So good. Well, we've, I think we've gone for almost an hour here. Um, It's usually about where I wrap it up, but um, 
man, I know we can talk for ages and uh, I'm really excited to hang with you guys. Um, again, it was what March 10 to 12 is the gathering. It's March 8th, 9th, Eight. and 10th. Eight, nine, ten. Okay, thank mm -hmm. you. Yep. Yeah, we, we booked an Airbnb. We'll be down there on the beach and coming and uh, super fun. And everybody that, if you guys don't know about the Mirror Word Bible studies, you got to hit up Pam and Pat Emery. And uh, uh, we're, we're joining tonight, actually. We'll be in there. So it's going to be fun. Woo! But thank Thanks. you. Yeah, thanks for your time, Rachel. And uh, just blessings and excited just for the adventure and Hope to see you more around in the glory cloud. No, I know we will. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much yeah. for this, Matt. And I just love you and your family. Man, it meant so much to me. You guys came to Birmingham for me. I take Hell it personally. Fun. You know? And we got so, back. I love that was such a fun time. So good. Yeah, that was a blast. And um, thanks so much for doing this. Can't wait to hang out with you all some more in March. Yeah, if people want to find your books and stuff, do they just go to Amazon or what's the easiest way to find you? Yep, they can come on Facebook, obviously. And then I have a link in my um about portion, you know, for my face for my books. And if you want to find them on Amazon, you can either search my name, Rachel Cannon, or Dr. Rachel Cannon, and they'll come up under there. I noticed that it's it's Rachel R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Because I, if you look up uh, the other spelling, there's like there's another author, there's like an actress. So yeah, uh, there is, yeah. and I've also self-titled myself um, Saint Rachel of the Lamb. Yes, it's so true. <laughs> well, thank you, Saint Rachel of the Lamb, for gracing us today. <laughs> it was you. so good. Appreciate you. Thank All you. All right, so blessing. Thanks everybody for tuning in as well. Bye bye. Hey, what's up, everybody? Matt Spinks hopping on here today just to encourage you a bit to have some adventures with God. Um, Abba Jesus and Holy Spirit have included us into such an incredible life that we get to share. And especially and oftentimes when we get outside of our box, outside of our house, um, not just sitting in front of screens, but going out and having experiences. So I want to invite you this year um, and for some adventures that we are having, um, we're inviting you to join us to, uh, firstly, we're going to Amatepe, Nicaragua, uh, March 28th through April 9th of this year. Um, we're going to be uh, doing this mission trip. I'm going to post, uh, some, some links down in the comments section, um, or down below this video. Um, also want to invite you on an 11 week school, um, to dive into grace community. You can find those links posted below. Um, the 11 week school is called Kainos experience. And it's for those that are wanting to dive more into grace community, um, just discipleship. And it's going to be in Edinburgh, Scotland, Bern, Switzerland, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and going all the way to Tijuana, Mexico. And uh, you would sign up and go to all four locations, but it's quite affordable. We're having a lot of adventures this year. I want to encourage you to check out some of the links below. Go to thefirehouseprojects.com to find more. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Firehouse Chronicles with Matt and Katie Spinks. Check out all of the events and other grace and glory resources we've been inspired to host at thefirehouseprojects.com. There's so much brewing right now. Also, Matt and Katie do ministry full-time with the support of partners like you. So if you're blessed by our ministry, would you consider 
becoming a monthly partner or making a one-time donation at thefirehouseprojects.com slash donate. The more partnership we have, the more resources and nations we get to reach with this glorious good news. So thank you so much. Cheers, deep drinks, and until next time.